0: Now, do, you, do you like to do, you do like an intro? Yeah. Okay. Unless you don't want to do No, you know. no, no,
1: you do your intro. You're the guest. You tell me what you want to do today. <laughs> no, you do it. Uh, hi. Introed. No, nothing's, wow, I'm really clipping though. Why am I clipping so much? What's going on? Do I know how to podcast? Hello? Brian? Brian? What's
0: helpful for me to talk about. There we about. go. Okay. It's always helpful for you to talk, especially okay. today,
1: because I'm all alone. <laughs> Perfect. Um, have we is, started? We have. <laughs> all right. We started the moment that it started. Perfect. We well, started the moment you entered.
0: Oh, uh, Like you said, this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> okay, so everybody, we, we started at the beginning. Buckle up. Buckle up and buckle down. In the yeah. beginning. In the beginning, there, there was. was Jesus.
1: Mm. And he
0: said, uh, no, no.
1: I think you... Wait, well, it depends on which book.
0: Oh, boy. I'm not... I didn't read all the books. I saw the movies. Of the Bible? (laughs) Or Harry Potter.
1: Oh. Uh, This is Dressed for the Podcast You Want. My name is David Andrew Laws, and I ain't got no fucking co-host today.
0: Woo! You got a
1: Heine. I have a Heineken, and I have a rum and coke.
0: Ooh, and you have a rum and coke. Yeah, you want a rum and coke? I am good with... I would like a rum and coke, but I'm good with water. Do you want a rum and coke? I don't know that I want a rum. I mean, it Do you f- drink? I you do drink. I do drink, but I don't drink beer anymore. I'm not a big drinker. Um. Oh, are you gonna give me a, have a rum and Oh, coke. I'll have a sip. I we can share. We'll sip for sip. Hold on. Oh, that's that is certainly more is rum than I it is coke. Say that yet. much. <laughs> <laughs> that is coke-colored rum. Oh wow, that's good. <laughs> Brian, I have a drinking solution. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. I, I, We drank a lot in college and then the year afterwards. But to drink in New York, first of all, like we did in college, would be insane. Uh, but it's just so expensive. Quite expensive. And then you're also just like, the next morning, are, you're just like destroyed. Mm-hmm, you can't do mm-hmm, it. So mm-hmm. I prefer now to uh, smoke my balls off. and Because uh, I feel like you can absolutely get blitzed and have a great time and then the next morning you wake up and uh, you're, you're not talking about marijuana are you Doodles, That's illegal. you know what's so funny did you know that cbd is still not legal but it's just so I'm, ubiquitous and police don't really care but yeah it's it's not technically legal in new york um, what about those weed vans that those oh, that's synthetic weed which should be illegal what does that even mean not legal yeah it is what it sounds like it's fake it's fake weed uh and that can be very bad for you um but regular weed is great and cbd is not legal in new york uh i believe weed is now decriminalized but not technically you can't get arrested well, you can get arrested, but you get a—you at worst, you'd get a ticket, same as like a, a, a parking ticket, right? Um, and then you'd get an adjournment in contemplation of dismissal. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that I would, you know what I mean? I, it's just sort of like I feel like this is common knowledge. This is <laughs> way too informative. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, and then Officer Gianetta takes you to the <laughs> oh, to,
1: to the nice happy to, yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait.
0: Yeah. You can't be teaching
1: us so much. Yeah, we don't even know your name. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is Brian Morabito. Brian Morabito.
0: Do you go by Brian Fury Morabito? You know it's tough. I don't remember because Did you go by that. <laughs> there was I was doing. So, if you ever, you know, uh one-on-one, Mhm. mm Okay, uh, for those of you who don't know One-on-One, it's a building that I'm going to burn down. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dress with Podcast uh, does not endorsed. Uh, uh, tacit approval. Yep, yep, you nope, got it. Nope, yep. nope. I'm getting a big old wink from David <laughs> right now. <laughs> Stop it. Yep, he's writing on a clipboard right now. Do it. I'm with you 100%. He's got a sign that says, <laughs> 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 that says I take agree. my <laughs> ethanol. Um, so One-on-One is a business, same with the growing studio, and there are a couple others, that uh, see the need... Um, uh, this vacuum created by desperate actors—people want to be in the entertainment industry to get representation, be seen by casting directors—and so they decide to capitalize on that uh, by making you pay thirty dollars to meet with agents, or you know, it goes from like thirty dollars to you know, seven or eight hundred dollars to meet with Bob Krakauer, Um who is—that's a lot of dollars. Yeah,
1: for seven or eight hundred dollars, I expect to do more than just meet with Bob.
0: <laughs> and I promise you, you do not. <laughs> you meet him, and you say goodbye. Um, no, it's a horrible place, uh, and, and it's such a sad st- Like very, very, very kind people work there, um, and you understand it. But it's just a, it's a, it's a tough business model. But you understand it's got to exist. So I went to one once. Um, and I walked in I, and I was meeting with an agent who I will not name, let's just call him, uh, Jim Daly of block talent. And I, <laughs> I had uh, worked on this monologue and I'd rearranged some stuff, put it together. And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good about this. And I go in, hand him my headshot, the resume, uh, I do the monologue feeling good. And he's like, uh, well, uh, what I listened to of that was uh really good, Wow. but, uh, I got pretty distracted. Your headshot says Brian Morabito, and your resume says Brian Fury Morabito. Oh, my God. I don't know. I just don't know which one I'm supposed to. (laughs) And then he asked me, have you lost a significant amount of weight recently? Because that's the only reason you should be wearing such ill-fitting clothes. Oh. (laughs) And I was like, oh. What an interesting thing to say go, 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 to go, someone go. the first time you're ever Yes, meeting them. I'm paying to meet you. You know this.
1: You <laughs> know this. I know this. To be fair, yes. had you lost a significant amount of weight recently? To
0: be fair, I hadn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of difficulty what gaining weight, and so it was a bad all around. And you know what's even worse? I had been coming from... Uh, the job I was working at as, at the time uh, as a recruiter, which was so fucking so insane what? to begin with. Scientology. Yeah, I was recruiting people for Scientology. <laughs> I'm not a Scientologist, but you guys seem like you're in a bad spot. Come over here and talk to these fucking volcano aliens. Um, no. I, and so I was in a cubicle and my cubicle mate, I was like, hey, I'm going to, you know, I got this thing later because she was an actor, too. And I was, she was like, oh, no, don't change. You look great now. Oh. And so I should have known that she um, was your direct competition, and she, she was my to direct. Fail. Jillian Tahey and I go out. You are for the dropping exact, a lot of names. Absolutely, I am burning every bridge I can. <laughs> uh, I believe she was. She. I don't know if she went to Amd. I don't know. She since since I left that office, um, I think she has continued to pursue acting, and I hope the best for her. Uh, there was also a girl in that office. Since you asked, who wow. uh, her ex was? Oh, what is his name from Whiplash? The, oh the boy who JK was JK Simmons? Yeah, her ex was the boy from Whiplash, JK Simmons. That's no, fun he fact in, he actually played both roles. JK Simmons. Oh, yeah, he's a lot really of talented. A lot of people refuse to know that. Yeah. <laughs> um no, the guy who was also fantastic uh, Miles, Miles no, Morales. I don't remember. Miles yeah, that was did you see the new Spider-Man? I, Loved that movie. I, I, you know what? It was Into the So fun, so funny. I had a great time. It was fantastic. My girlfriend thought it was going to. Be, she didn't know it was animated, um, which is sort of a red flag. She thought. Oh, she thought it was. She hadn't be seen any advertisement uh, for live action spiders. Uh, yeah. It, no, yeah. She thought it was just a movie about Daddy Long Legs. Uh, Who's your girlfriend? Um, thanks for asking. Wasn't fishing. Uh, her name is Mick. She is a her name is Mick Jagger. (laughs) She's six hundred years old. Um, (laughs) They won't die, and I um, (laughs) am. I will be devastated when they do. Uh, The Rolling Stones. Uh, if my girlfriend dies, that'll also be a bummer. Um, but yeah, there's. A, there's is a, she also an actor? She's a thousand years old. She is an actor slash model. All right, I want to um, talk about
1: that. But Brian, shut up.
0: Yeah. Oh God. Here's the problem. Yeah. Here we go. I have go. a question I have to ask you. Okay. With is, it.
1: There, we gotta have some fucking format to the absolutely. Podcast. Let's also start over. In the beginning, off. there was okay. Jesus.
0: Okay. Do you consider yourself a successful person? I do. I do consider myself wildly successful. Why? <laughs> um. What to I'm, what do you attribute your great success? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can. My microphone. Hold on, shut oh, up! Shut up what are you doing? You <laughs> this, this is mortifying. <laughs> do you consider yourself a successful person? Oh God! <laughs> my microphone exploded. Um, I'm trying to lower the bar. All right. <laughs> to, yeah. All right. Um, I'm do? successful because my microphone is not committing seppuku um i no no no. i would say that um it, a, a lot of things obviously contribute to an individual success and in how you define sex sex how do you <laughs> define sex um and that's how you know uh, <laughs> no but I, I i get to do what i want to be doing you know what i mean yeah. um are you doing only what you want to be doing pretty 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 much what do you want to do um i mean that's that's tough to distill but really? just things in my life. Yeah. I oh, mean, so it's not about, I
1: know what I want to do and I'm doing it. It's more about, I know what I don't want to do and I'm not doing that.
0: A uh, little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. I mean, there are, um, so for example, I spend most of my time doing improv now. Uh, and I love that almost more than anything. It is so, so great because, uh, well, for a number of reasons, but r- r- to me, that is the definition or what I see as uh, being an artist. You know what I mean? Like, there is no is, filter. Is it obvious? Yeah. Interesting. And especially comedy. Yeah. Um, because, you know, even in, in stand-up, a good stand-up is somebody who isn't clever. You know what I mean? A good stand-up is just somebody who can take away enough of their own defense mechanisms or walls that they've put up and show you who they are. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because what, what comedy is and what people laugh at Uh, They're looking for a connection, a connection between people, relationship between people. Um, And so, for example, you have somebody like Aziz Ansari, who I don't really like his stand up. You know, I thought he was very funny in Parks and Rec, uh, but his stand up is sort of like, oh, hey, you know, that thing over there, isn't that crazy? Oh, this wild thing happened. You're like, wow. Um, And all that gives the audience is like, oh, yeah, that thing over there, that thing that happened. That is kind of crazy. That's so funny. Um, But that's sort of akin to... Punching down, you know what I mean. Like, haha, that thing is weird. I'm not involved in that thing. That like, that's so stupid. And that's so dumb. Uh-huh. But I think uh, a deeper sense of, uh, in the hierarchy of comedy, you have people like, for example, Louis C.K., who, for all of his problems, which there turned out to be many, he was so funny and so successful. I think in part because he was able to say, here's a thing that really happened, and here's how I genuinely reacted to it. And here's what I genuinely think about it. And it was pretty unfiltered. Now, it turned out like, oh, yeah, it turned out he was a it was creep. It yeah, was and, it, and it was yeah. bad. But it was, in that sense, it was honest. Huh. You know what I mean? So it gives the audience something to say, like, this is an insight into who this person is. Here's what happened. Here's how you reacted to it. Oh, my God, I can relate to that. I feel that same way, but I'm afraid to say it. Or that's how you felt? That's so silly. I don't feel that way. But there is a real connection there it's about it's about the relatability either it's relatable or it's not and it's outrageous and it's yeah well and there's also the difference of just like you know you can tell when somebody has so there's the biggest difference between improv and stand-up is that in stand-up you have a relationship to the audience but you have also said here are these ideas that i think are funny and you should listen to me um whereas in improv everything that happens uh is made between two people. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're on the back line, uh oh, oh my god. god. Oh, you're getting a package what time? Now is it's it? my student. All right, you keep talking and I'll keep keep l- <laughs> finally. Now it's just me and the Christian listeners. <laughs> but talk about relationships to comedy. Absolutely. Uh yeah, so anytime you're on the back line when you're doing improv and you're thinking, I have such a funny joke, this is going to fucking kill. And you come out 100% of the time, that does not go over well. Yeah. That's not going to work. When you see good improv, and you know maybe, maybe I'm just speaking into a void and nobody here has seen or enjoyed improv, but there is really good, really artistic and funny and moving uh, improv out there, especially at UCB. Uh, And so when you see that it is happening in real time in front of you, it's people who are taking what they're seeing in front of them and what the audience is seeing and able to, it's called essentially labeling what's happening in the situation. You know, if somebody says something, somebody reacts strongly with an emotion, then you label it. You seem however they're acting. Mm-hmm. They accept it, yes, and they give a reason why. What is this general philosophy? I think, I feel, I believe. You know what I mean? I have two questions yes. that
1: sort of pivot off of this. and yes. One of them is, do you think about this a lot?
0: I do think about this. Yeah. yeah, It's the fucking best.
1: <laughs> it's really interesting. I've always been interested in this, like what I call the science of comedy, like why things are funny and yeah. why things land and why they don't. I, I really want to get a PhD in comedy, and I think what I would want to write my thesis on is which, uh, which fart is the funniest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have an opinion on that?
0: Yeah, well, what's so fun about that is that any fart can be the funniest fart. You know I, what I mean? I don't think that's true,
1: Brian. Mm-hmm. I think objectively there must be a I mean, funniest fart. I and think I it's think dependent it's dependent on the situation. It's contextual for sure. Mm-hmm. But w- doesn't that still mean that out there there is, you know, there's a fart at this volume for this length in this situation
0: mm-hmm. is objectively the funniest fart. It could be, but that... That reminds me of something I think about all the time is that there was a funniest caveman. Sure. Or it's just to say that, like, before recorded time or even within recorded history and somewhere in the middle of wherever, there was somebody in some village who was so fucking funny (laughs) and we will never get to know them or hear them Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason I I, I, I the, think the about seventh that all the time. century
1: Jerry Seinfeld yeah who is like what's the deal with dying at age 20 <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone's doing it <laughs> exactly Isabel come in it's okay Isabel yeah my student on, Isabel's here in. for uh, uh, longtime listeners, Isabel was on the podcast last week. Oh. she's my student. What do you What do you teach? Uh, I don't teach. She teaches me. Oh, English. <laughs> <laughs> no, Isabel's writing a musical, hey, it and uh, it's a big deal. And we have to record some of it later tonight, so she's here. Absolutely, but but shh, it's a it's you and me now. Okay, absolutely. don't worry. The um, other question that was pivoting off of yes. that earlier question was: You said the word touching
0: earlier. Yes. Do you think improv can be? Touching? Unquestionably. There are so many shows. For example, uh, Mike Berbiglia was hosting a monthly show at UCB for a while called. Have you met him? Are you best friends? We're very close. We oh. don't speak about it, so don't bring it up to him, but we're very <laughs> close. Don't ask. He'll deny it. <laughs> he'll he'll <laughs> deny it outright. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and his show was called Mike Berbiglia's Dream. Mm. Uh, and so it was, he would go in the audience. Uh, with a team of very experienced improvisers. And he would say, hey, is anybody having a rough week? And I, I don't mean like, oh, you had a tough test. Like, is anybody really going through something? And so people in the audience would be like, hey, I think I'm starting to get addicted to my painkillers and I don't know what to do. Wow. Hey, my mom just died. I'm having a really tough time. Hey, whatever. So it would be very, very real shit. And they stand there and they talk about it for a minute. And every all the improvisers on stage, if they have something to share or relate to it, you know, they sort of talk about it and they ask about it. And then they do a show about it. And it is one of the most cathartic, beautiful, touching, funny shows you'll ever see. Wow. And there is so much. Why don't it.
1: he do it no more? Because he's on
0: Broadway. Yeah, I mean that's an extension of it. You know, oh. a lot of his work has been doing stuff like that. Um but there is tons. There uh, there are tons of shows just like that. You know, when people think improv, you know, you think the stereotypical mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know just so Can
1: fucking, I get a location?
0: <laughs> yeah. I heard gas station bathroom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes what are all these dicks doing on the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like there are absolutely a time and place for dicks on a ceiling in a bathroom <laughs> um yeah but there's also so so much you know because and so there are some shows that i host that i try and uh really make that idea apparent that this can and should be considered theater uh, mm. And in other places, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's broaden that a little bit. Yeah. You're,
1: you're an actor. Yes. And you are an improviser. Yes. And and and.
0: Uh, and anything you need me to be. Hey, baby. A, I mean, yeah. Uh, but those amateur, are, those are your uh, focuses. Uh, 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 Animal. Uh, you do, do love you know? animals. Yeah, I thought you love, I just don't know if you could love animals. Uh, I do very much. Wearing a Bronx Zoo sweatshirt right now. It's Represent. Represent. Uh, and that's so. That's another thing you were talking about. Uh, you know, I don't know if you were saying success and I was um, interpreting it as happiness, but... Man, only the most broken people do. You know what I'm saying. That's, that, that's what I do. I don't how know. I have, a lot of people have a lot. I mean, is that... Do you equate success to happiness? Well, I, I think you you were just saying, do you consider yourself a successful person? And I feel like in terms of where I am and what I get to do, like, how else could I define it? You know, I get to... I go and in my free time, I can go and I uh, walk shelter dogs. Um, with Sean Casey Animal Rescue in Brooklyn. It's so great. Um, and that is so, 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 so fun. Yes. It's, it, it, it's great. And it's a place, and there are a couple places like this, Bark as well does it, uh, where you can just walk up and sign out a dog and the dogs are just happy to be out and having interaction with people. Um, but it was also like, you know, I, I went to Columbia over a summer to do animal behavior for fun and I've done research at the Bronx Zoo. And so I applied to the ASPCA to read to dogs uh, to help socialize them, and Brian. they were like... Uh, yeah. They, well, I hope they were like, dogs can't read. <laughs> no, I read to the... I'm not teaching the dogs to read. Then why would you read to them? <laughs> to help socialize them, so they can be around each other and around people. That's not how dogs socialize. <laughs> they sniff. Surprised. Yeah, well, sometimes they sniff words. You know? Do you read to them while
1: they're... Do they, Awake. Do they, are they next to you? Yeah, yeah, they're in the room. They're not in a they're not in a cage
0: there. No 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 no. It's as and if they stay focused with you. They don't just sniff around like a dog do. Well, sometimes they sniff. What do you read them? You know, they give you I don't know children's books. It doesn't the content Good, doesn't matter. Good night moon. Good night moon. Yeah, Uh MindConf. It really doesn't <laughs> matter. Whatever the dogs are, being. <laughs> it's a bunch of schnauzers. No, um, but uh, that's so very we'll, interesting. It's I just don't... to say I wanted to do that, and then ASPCA was like, "Oh, um, no, thank you. Try and apply." I was like. What? What? Whose, whose sister do I have to tickle to fucking read to a dog? Wait, they got enough people. Too Yeah, many. that was wild. So that's when I found um, Sean Casey Animal Rescue and a couple others where they just let you go and sign out a dog and take care of him. So it's fun. So it's just to say, like, um, happiness, I think, is an active endeavor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you need to do some work for that to happen. You know what I mean? I love dogs. I love being around dogs. Um, but that doesn't—it doesn't necessarily fall in your lap. I love improv. I love comedy. But you know, I started in 2013 when I moved back to the city, and I went to so many shows by myself. You know what I mean? Like mm. I emailed people, and then like I walked door to door to all these bars to be like, "Hey, can I?" Uh, I was thinking about like hosting a show. Can I? Do you have a back room or whatever? And. You know, when people say like, you know, you got to make your own stuff and you're going to get a lot of rejection in school, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe you guy, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? But there is a reality of like, if you want to do this, you know, not asking permission to do it, not waiting for auditions. And everybody's heard this a thousand times, but there is a reality that like the cliche clicks in of like. No, if I wanted to host a show and I wanted to do it and nobody knew who I was, then I'm going to start hosting a show. I had never done stand-up before. I went door-to-door to to all these bars to pitch them for me to host a stand-up show so I could have a place so you know, I didn't have to keep going to these horrible open mics, which are terrible for people and especially for female comedians. It's a fucking terrible place. Mm. So I started hosting a show where I bought the audience pizza to bribe people (gasps) to come, and I gave everybody 10 minutes, and I did 10 minutes at the end, and it was so, so fun. Is that what the thing that you do now? Now, no, that's not what you do now. No, the shows I host now are the objectively, objectively incredible, incredible show. show which yeah, is such a good title, great <laughs> branding. Where I get a band who's touring around New York to come and play original music, and then improv teams do sets based off of the songs. Oh, which is so fun because it's like the bands are so happy to just play for an audience improvisers are so happy to see live music, you know what I mean? So everybody's just so excited to be there, but it also reminds the improvisers those of them who like kind of or like dipping their toe in or, you know, there is a plague of what's called ironic detachment, you know, what you're thinking of in, in any bad scene work of just like, Oh, you know, like this scene is happening, but it's like fucking stupid. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're here, uh commit to it. If somebody dies in a scene, don't just like brush it off. That is, that is a base reality of the scene. Really take the time to really live in that and react to that. Um, And you know it's sort of a reminder when you see somebody who is pursuing what they're doing like musicians do and hustling their asses off it, it does inspire them a little bit to be like, oh shit, like let's fucking take this seriously and let's do it. Um, but it's also so fun. Just, I, I happen to know a bunch of people who play music. And then those people always know other people. And they're like, hey, you know, my, my buddy wants to do this show and whatever. And I'm like, great. Anybody and you're, like this you're spring? still doing that, right? And so the next one is uh, this Thursday. I'm having a guy who, our first freestyle well, rapper. this Thursday, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this, this one's going out in a couple of weeks. Oh, that, that's very, yes. Well, I do it. It's every, well, Every third it? Thursday, every of the third month, Thursday, I believe. And yes, we'll at the Pine Box Rock Shop, it's always there. It's always that's there. A cool little space. I've been there a couple of times. It's very fun. I yeah. used to also host, which I'm looking for a new home now. Something called uh, Drunk Planet Earth, where I, oh, it is. I want you to do that. That yeah, that is everybody's favorite show, and I love it so much. But that's another thing of like, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. And I just asked one of my favorite comedian friends to come on stage with me. We project Planet Earth two. Uh, I know a lot about animals, and so I supplement any information that's happening. And we have drinking rules anytime a homie dies, anytime we see oh a true no. love, anytime David's being cheeky, when he's like, and nobody knows where these lights come from until now. <laughs> and it's like, fucking, you knew. <laughs> you, you. Uh, so people take Yo. a drink, and then if anybody has a question, uh, will pause and they'll ask me and if I can answer it, they have to take a tequila shot we have on stage <gasps> and if I can't answer it, I'll take the tequila shot on Whoa. stage. But the comedian friend who's on stage with me is just making jokes the entire time and sometimes somebody will ask a question and he'll be like, uh, I got this. <laughs> and he truly never does. He I, I got this. He has never heard of an animal. I mean, he's The reason chickens so can't fly <laughs> yeah. is they all took a pack back so, in 1942. He gets fucking blasted. Uh, Steve Buckley one of the funniest people on the planet. He also has a D&D podcast. Oh, shit. I'm interested. It is so, so funny. Um, so that was the show I was hosting at Pine Box, and now I'm looking for uh, a new home for that. But TBD, you can find that on Facebook as well. Dope. Yep. Isabel, come here.
1: Isabel, come
0: get over here. Come here. here. Brian has said improv enough that we got to
1: improvise something. Oh, shit. I don't know if your mic's on yet. Hold on. Boop. Is it? Hi. All right, Isabel's here. Isabel, oh, Brian, Brian, Isabel. Absolute pleasure. Isabel's Hi. sixteen. Yeah. Oh, so watch your fucking language. Oh God. Isabel, give me a place. Um, Jersey City.
0: Great. Perfect. Brian, what else do we need to improvise? <laughs> well, it, it depends on the show. Some people really do just ask for a location if they're. I mean, I don't need to go into this, but uh, anything. Hey, great. I'm. Uh, hey, Derek. Hey, what's up? How you doing, Tom? I my foot fell off. Your foot fell off? I did. It did. Tom, you got to you gotta stop being so blasé about these horrible medical conditions that are happening to you. You you come to me as a friend and you tell me, oh, hey, my foot fell off. And I know you're about to go on to tell me about what sandwich you brought for lunch. I'm not interested in the sandwich. But, I'm going to get you to the hospital. But pastrami. Okay, see, so this is exactly Derek. what I'm talking about. This is not what I'm interested in. I don't in. understand. Where does it come from? Tom, where does pastrami come from? Yeah, does it grow on trees? Does it grow in a bush? I think, no what is wrong does it come from a bush you you know that meat does not come from a bush I think it's the blood loss I lost a lot of blood I'm confident it's the blood loss I'm confident it's the blood loss okay for the love of God let's stop talking about pastrami let's stop talking about your lunch let's take care of your foot alright I'm going to wrap your foot up here I'm just going to rip yeah wrap it in my off. pastrami my wife wrap always package packages me extra on Wednesdays
1: and I don't like it I don't like when she she gives me 800 slices of pastrami and two pudding packs that's not a good ratio Tom. Derek it's not a good Ratio, um,
0: what? Did you leave the house without telling your wife that you lost an appendage? Yes, and <laughs> <laughs> and see. Ah,
1: Thanks, Isabel. Thanks for stifling your laughter and all that. So it was really cringy for <laughs> both of us. I mean, it. appreciate it.
0: <laughs> yes, apology, <laughs> not except. <accepted>. Good.
1: <laughs> no, all right. That's
0: classic. Now but we... it's just to say, so for example, in that situation. Tell me everything. What did I do? How did I grade me? Did I get a B? you know what? I feel like I got to beat. Yeah, I want. I want to say. Also, finish my rum and so. <laughs> <laughs> so, people who are newer improvisers. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> okay, anybody, anybody. Ac- this applies to actors as well. You know, you want that. What's nice about improv is you get that immediate response from the audience. Sure, you know what I mean. Unless your audience you- is stifling their laughter. Oh God. Does your audience ever snipe while they Brian? Yeah, I tell them to would be as quiet as possible. <laughs> I, can't, I can't improv <laughs> yeah, if guys, you're loud. The show is fucked if you make a single <laughs> noise. Um, but it's just to say, so if people come out swinging like there are all these dicks on the ceiling or my foot fell off, you okay. know, um, <laughs> totally acceptable. But, you know, if it goes to crazy town immediately, the audience is just going to sit back and be like, this is nonsense and they're going to tune out. You know what I mean? Interesting. Uh, it would have been better if we started Simpler. Um it, it, well, it, not necessarily, but yes, essentially. <laughs> it's just as <to> say <laughs> Not that necessarily like, better. It might have still been terrible. So there was but. the option. You came in and you say, oh, your foot fell off. Now, a newer improviser would probably be like, oh, your foot fell off. My nuts are choking me. You know, just go <laughs> along with this like insane- That's what always happens. Uh, go along with whatever sane <laughs> rationale really is normal. happening in this world, as opposed to like, you came out, you said this insane thing, and so- this needs to. We need to know each other, and this needs to be a repeatable behavior, right? So oh, ideally, there would be a that. philosophy. Yeah, well, I was trying to frame it as that. Uh, and in an ideal world, I would what's called gift you, or essentially tell you a thing which you would then accept, which is what the which you get yes about the means. sandwiches. Yeah. So I'd say like you're always, you know, talking about these insane things that are happening to your body, the detrimental things, um, and you're you're brushing them off, and you're always talking about sandwiches, or you're always talking about your lunch, or these mundane things. So we have now set up for the audience and for each other, we've gotten on the same page, what we're gonna see in the rest of the scene. We just need to see, you know, insane thing happen to you, you know, your nipples are on fire, (gasps) and then, you know, you're asking if sardines are keto. Uh, You know, you're (laughs) focusing on the wrong things here. And then to go a step further, then you need what's called a philosophy, what we said before, like, I think, I feel, I believe. So those can't be a medical reason, it can't, because that normalizes it, and you can't be drunk, because everything is crazy to a normal person. It needs to be a philosophy. Uh, I'm sorry, I just feel that, you know, uh, bad information should be masked with, you know, something banal. That's, you know, that's good okay. enough. You know, so now we have a reason why. And then it's just about resting the game. The game is the unusual thing. You, you know, talking about lunch instead of whatever.
1: I feel like I'm getting a free education here. Yeah, dog. Is that? <laughs> that's <laughs> Not that I'm going to retain any of this until no, 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 no. listen to the episode again tomorrow. Sure, sure, All right, sure. let's go again. Isabel. <laughs> Give us a place Don't come back over, I turn the microphone off Just yell it uh,
0: High school theater
1: high, high school
0: theater All right. Uh, Principal McKinley I gotta tell you This is a gorgeous facility you have here oh. This is really nice Oh thanks
1: Yeah, uh, we, this is... We've gotten a lot of great sponsors lately
0: You've gotten a lot of great sponsors for lately? The,
1: for the high school, yes The high school is sponsored Well the theater is sponsored
0: Okay, yeah, I I did I did notice a lot of Red Bull stickers, mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm, of Red Bull stickers mm-hmm. in here.
1: Those are those are the set dressing. The show's going to start. Also, oh,
0: the the sponsors affect the shows. Well,
1: they they uh, I would say they influence the shows. Yes.
0: Okay, but I'm sure you could barely notice it.
1: Well, honestly, I I I think you're very correct because I just feel <laughs> that
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: the Crucible brought to you by Red Bull is is. Uh, it's a it's it's a modern revelation.
0: Okay, okay, I'm, I'm sort of i uh, this sounds like a little bit of a red flag here. Um, is, since I've moved to the town with my family, you, you've been very welcoming. You know, the, the rest of the school you've shown me is very gorgeous, but if my daughter is gonna go to the school, I'm just a little concerned that she's gonna be exploited by you know Red Bull or Mountain Dew. You know, oh uh, oh no no. I never. saw you had I saw you actually had pamphlets yes. over there yes uh, for next season's play. <laughs> It's. We also got to do Foley work because it is. It is a podcast.
1: <laughs> I, do a, I,
0: do, I do have a pamphlet, Mr. Donnelly. Oh, you, and this, yeah. these are for next next season's play? Yes. Oh well, uh, looks like our town uh, pre- presented to you by uh, uh, Frijoles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: See, that concerns me because mm-hmm, those mm-hmm, two do not. Are you? Is your mm-hmm. mouth full of food <laughs> right now? <laughs> you have an issue. No
1: no I was sorry I was just having a swig of Red Bull. Uh, I am contractually <laughs> obligated to do so every 15 minutes. <laughs> wait, <laughs> oh, wait. I was really grow. enjoying that
0: <laughs> world. <laughs> you were crushing it. So what we had there <sighs> uh, was what, very what, normal. It was it was a little normal but it, what was tough is that uh, we couldn't it was it wasn't a uh, a super playable game in the scene. You know what I mean. So we had a a world game where the world around us is crazy. You know what I mean. That we are living in, uh-huh. but we want to activate the scene. So like, what are what would be moves that we could make or choices that we could make where we could see things. I think that you we killed it doing. too soon. The play could have started. The play could have. We could have done
1: started. a game within a game of Red Bull <laughs> Crucible. <laughs> That's absolutely true with the rest of
0: our cast and crew <laughs> over here. Why you never play multiple characters? Um, so when you are, you can play multiple characters, but when you can't you're be stage, Abigail with wings, you, you, you can. But for you know, sort of a streamlined show, we want to be clear to the audience who we are. And if I come in and I'm a dad, you were late because you were working on a character. <laughs> That's true. I was late today. So can you I tell was. us who it was?
1: Can you Absolutely.
0: Tell us? Yeah. Um, so it's uh, for this. Show, uh, it's for this like Hulu show. Uh, <gasps> what I'm it's just an audition, it's over. Uh, and so I'm gorgeous. Uh, I gotta come in and it's an improvised show, it's a largely improvised show. And so they just let you know, like, what are the scenarios going on? Uh, and just to come in with like a little something prepared, and then you're gonna like riff off it. Cool. And so the character is just like, uh, this guy who has written this uh, children's series, it's mildly successful. Um, And his wife does the illustrations or whatever. And so you need to talk about um, how you got the idea for the series and your working relationship with your wife. And then also defending your best friend, Gordon, who is up for the same award as your wife for his questionable uh, morals that he pushes in his children's book, um, and so, like, it can just get, like, as dark as you as you want it to get. Okay. Yeah. And
1: then you that was the character you were creating?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's just, like, you know, I was just thinking about some, uh, some really deep ideas. Evan the Hedgehog
1: ideas. really liked all the other hedgehogs who were green like him, but the blue hedgehogs from the Valley of the Shadow were no good. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly <laughs> it. Oh, no. My microphone again. Okay. <laughs> What's happening oh today?
0: Um, Brian. Yes. Do you have any advice? It's a truly, for a straight white man, you'll be shocked. I have tons. <laughs> Don't worry. Everyone. I have infinite amounts I've of advice. I've got this. Well, I mean, I guess specifically
1: success advice. Yes. That's, I mean, d- well, all right. Yes. Marinate on that. Mm-hmm. Do Are there parts of your sort of day-to-day or doings that are the things
0: that you don't want to do? It sounds like you've done them. It sounds like working in like a cubicle. Oh, pl- yeah, absolutely. Are I there mean, still parts of that? I mean, they are always I mean, not as much as there were, and I'm sure not as much as there will be. But there was a long period of time where I was a security guard in a building. I did Whoa. 16-hour shifts and closed elevators. Um, Anything we, exciting happen on that job? Uh, yeah, being a security guard... Well, these are for residential buildings, like very expensive. Um, and so your job is either to sit for or stand for eight hours... And just stand there, uh, or to like stop an insane crisis. I've had to stop domestic abuse. I've had to put out literal fires. Wow! Uh, There was uh, a naked escort drunk in the hallway, and I had to uh, sort of try and help her out and figure out what was going on there. Uh, How much she costs? Yeah, I mean it's insane what wealthy people do get away with Uh in the city. They really live on on a different uh, different set of rules it's pretty 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 crazy um but it's just to say that like uh yeah for sure and even in doing what i want to do you know what i mean doing shows we did a show uh where there was only our first show there was one audience member it was your dad and it was my dad yeah that was a while ago <laughs> that was a while ago and so it's just to say that like yeah man this is what it is yeah. you know um, i mean that
1: was that was yeah, so Brian was in Hamlet Isn't Dead's first play, Two Gentlemen of Verona, back oh, in yeah. 2013. And that was, I mean, that was that, I mean, Hamlet Isn't Dead was that you were talking about of, um, like, we're not going to sit around and wait for it. If we want to do it, we're going to do it. So we did it. Mm-hmm. But then that was the lesson of, like, if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it. If yeah. you don't, we, we were just like, it's New York. Everyone will come to theater. Everyone goes to theater in New York. Uh, okay. But what we actually learned was if you don't, put a button in a seat there won't be a button in a seat yeah man
0: Woof. Well, that's a tough lesson <laughs> but it's also the thing of like that was so fun to do mm-hmm. we had so i so mean much and then fun. your dad came back like four times yeah um, um that is it's so fun to do, and so like that ties into the piece of advice you know and the same with this idea of networking this idea of one-on-one you know what i mean like networking and doing this is not going and name dropping and schmoozing and being in the right places and doing it networking really is busting your ass and putting in the time and doing shows that nobody sees Mm. because you enjoy doing it and then by the time you get something cool and you get to do it it's ancillary it's very nice icing on top of what you get to do you know it's this whole idea of like man Benedict cumberbatch came out of fucking nowhere you know with sherlock you're like man where was he he was busting his tits for his entire life on yeah. the London stage. And that's how he got so good. And he you can't even I mean? say penguins, right? No. Yeah, it's mortifying. <laughs> uh, we got to get him off the TV. Um. <laughs> well, he also did The Grinch, and I'm not thrilled about that. You know what? I didn't see it because it looked horrible. Why would then, you see it? But then people What's said the it was sea? fun. People said it was fun. Idiots. That's fair.
1: Idiots can like lots of things.
0: Can I tell you Aquaman is the number one movie in America right now? My mom loved it and texted me, go see
1: Aquaman, <laughs> and I blocked her number. Stop what you're doing. No,
0: I didn't block. Well, Put my your babies my down. Mom's this.
1: Um,
0: so it's just to say, do it because you enjoy doing it. Doing it. You know what I mean like the 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 reward is getting to do it not that you have to be at this audition but you, that you get to be at this audition not that you have to do this show that nobody's like fucking at I've done so many and that's why improv I, I just talk about it because it's what I've spent my time doing I only started doing improv because when I moved here I was just not getting any auditions not doing whatever. and I was like I got to do fucking something Yeah um and it has been so great for me to be able to have an opportunity to be able to act Because that's what it is. Every single week I get to be on stage. And now more than I did before. But it's like you really can. And it's the same with stand-up. And I have plenty of friends who have just started doing stand-up that I wish they started doing sooner. Uh, Because it's like they get so frustrated. I email my agents. What's the etiquette? How many times do I call them? Can I see what you're sending me out for? And it's like, dude. If you want to do this, you go do this, and your agents are, like, there on the side to give you extra stuff. Did you go through any of that sort of more traditional path? Do you have an agent do Absol- you have a manager? Uh, so, yes. Not anymore. Kind of. So I definitely I mean, went through so it. So Brian
1: and I went to Carnegie Mellon.
0: Yes, and, and we had a showcase through the school Yes, our senior year. Uh, you go to New York and L.A. In New York, I signed with Abrams for oh, commercial. And I was very fortunate and I'm still with them, they've been the most supportive people cool. to me. Um, but I, and I decided to move to New York, and there was, I didn't get much interest, well, this is another thing, I didn't have much interest in New York, aside from Abrams, just commercially, uh, and then in LA, I decided to face. write my own, yeah. Uh, in LA, I decided to write my own material. I threw everything out, I wrote my own monologue, I did whatever. For then, the showcase? Yeah, for the wow. showcase. Uh, and then I got a bunch more interest, and I, uh I ended up working with this really big management company who like rep Daniel DeLewis and Eddie Redmayne. And I was like, I'm fucking set. I don't need an agent. I don't need whatever, you know what mm. I mean? Not realizing 10% of nothing is nothing. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. Um, so they were like, we're willing to work. We're in LA, but you can go to New York or whatever. And I was like, great. Uh, and then I it wasn't before long that uh, I was not getting anything from them. And they were like, yeah, you're really going to work when you're in your 30s. So I was like, <gasps> what a, cop-out thing to say so i just thought of it as like okay so let me pretend i don't have any representation and what am i going to do so i started doing ucb and i started doing improv and all that um but then i was like i need some boots on the ground here so i met with i tried to meet with a bunch of people who all of a sudden were not as friendly as they were during showcase and then i ended up um signing with an agency who was very small uh but were very nice to me uh and (laughs) The agent in that office, the agency was run out of a two bedroom apartment in Midtown East with shag carpeting. And every time I walked in the door, the agent would say, hello, rat. (laughs) And he called me rat. Um, (laughs) And they would send me out on the most insane, stupid, stupid stuff. Um, And I like booked my first thing through them. I was like, this is so exciting. I'm going to start like this. Get the ball rolling. And then I get a call that the agency uh, (laughs) flooded, the apartment flooded, and the agency, instead of fixing it, is going to now close and dissolve. Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) so I was like,
0: okay. Some time passed. I went to one-on-one a bunch. I started working with another agency uh, who were very nice to me, but also sending me out on stuff. Like, for example, they sent me out. I got an email being like, hey, Brian. Are you free tomorrow morning to go and film something for like PBS to be an older Tom Sawyer? And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Then I scrolled down on the email. They happened to have attached the casting director's note and they were like, Looking for a heavy set male in his 40s with a goatee. <laughs> and so, must it- say the N word. <laughs> yeah, lot. exactly. It's his favorite. He hates the Chinese. So <laughs> I emailed my agents and I was like, Everything aside, I was like, um, just so you know, you guys have asked me to stay clean-shaven. Are you aware they're asking for somebody with a goatee? I get an email back. Oh, never mind. (laughs) So I was like, hey, can we have a meeting to maybe figure this out? And they were like, well, you know, meetings are usually a place where we tell people to hustle a little more on their own or try and get a manager. But you're doing that and you have one. So uh, we're just not opening doors for you. So if you want to use this as a recommendation for... Uh, another agency, we'd be happy they to give it to you. They fired
1: themselves? They dropped
0: themselves. Oh, and no. I was like, I guess Whoa. this could have been more painful. So, I have not had legit representation since then, mm-hmm. but I've, I've still had commercial. And so I've been fortunate to be able to pay my rent through commercial stuff, which is awesome. also because of now my improv training and through that. Uh, so if you want to do commercials, fucking do improv. Uh, period. Um, but now... I've been just like busting my ass and doing it. And just this idea of like, you know, Steve Martin talks about people are like, well, how do I get an agent? And how do I like be seen in network? And he's like, shouldn't the first question you ask be, how do I be good? Mm -hmm. And then follow up with, you know, be so good that they can't ignore you. So that's sort of the idea. If this is what I want to do, I'm going to go and I'm going to book spaces and do shows on my own and be as active as I can and like host things. And now I've been doing improv since 2013 this year a couple weeks ago is the first time I'm now officially on a UCB house team
1: yeah alright let's plug it all plug yeah. it plug, what do, where can people see you what do you want
0: uh, every third Thursday at the Pine Box Rock Shop is the music show then I'm on Maud Night on the team House of Birds at UCB. I believe that's every third Monday at eight PM. I swear Next to God, one, one of on them said that you
1: had a show tonight. Hold on, I'm gonna find it on the Google. Oh God. I think you're late. I think you're gonna get fired. I Can't believe it. Fire me now, do it. You're also an improv coach on improvcoaches.com. Hey, yes, and
0: I've also now I do corporate workshops, no big deal. Do you really? I do. I did what one for BuzzFeed, I did one for um You also did one. No, you didn't do one. You didn't you do a commercial for GameStop. I did. I did 10 spots for GameStop. They flew me down to Austin, Texas. Ten. I did 10 spots uh, that were immediately halted and taken off the <laughs> air because gamers hated them too good. So much. If you look at the YouTube comments on them, <laughs> my favorite one is uh what is it? This commercial made my autism worse. Oh, that's just
1: <laughs> a thing people to say. And
0: sure, but it's like there was one where it was like, and I was fortunate because it was like it was this attempt where it was the first time the commercials were being done uh, where it was, uh, what do they call it? It was VR, you know what I mean? So I had the headset in my hand and I was controlling the actual avatar and they were putting us in the games. Um, and so the problem was it looked, the game graphics were beautiful and then we looked really choppy and bad. So it would be fine if you acknowledge it, you know what I mean? But if you don't and you have really earnest copy, then it seems like this was a mistake and it seemed cheap. Right. Uh, and I fucking told them that. And of course, why would they ever listen to it after? Um, but Austin was amazing and that was like so fucking cool. But, uh, (laughs) yeah. And so they got pulled immediately. Um,
1: but yes, I forget I forget what we were... Uh, well, I have about. to say, thanks for listening to Dress for the Podcast. you want, please go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that fucking shit. Uh, oh,
0: yeah. And Mora than Enough. M-O-R-A than Enough on fucking Instagram and Twitter, my Get on dude. that Instagram. Yeah. Oh, of- but it's just to say, really quickly... W- real real quickly. I don't know how long it. we have here, um, but... I'm try- Do you want
1: me to finish all my bullshit and then you can say your... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you to Dimly Wit for having us on the network. You can go to dimlywit.com Di- oh, Dimly to see this podcast and others like uh, the stupidly popular uh, Bad Examples with Tracy DeMarco and oh, yeah. Jessica wow. Romano? Yeah I can talk. There it is. Thank you to Lars St. Pierre, mm-hmm. our, our single Patreon donor. Oh, I have a new assistant and she's going to, she's going to make you all donate to Patreon, whether you like it or not. Yeah. So.
0: Donate. You should do some stuff. Patreon. I don't know. People can ask questions if they have it. I don't no, trust them. Oh God. All of our listeners are rabid. This is a Christian podcast. So no swearing. I believe it. Um, All right. That's it. That's all my bullshit. Oh, absolutely. So it's just to say you were asking about advice earlier. Um, And I think... People tell this to young actors all the time, but I think you you can never hear it enough of just uh, not being what you the idea of what you think would be good or would be nice. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, uh, don't be mean, but just be unapologetically yourself. Mm. I am in so many commercial auditions with people who are, they're new or they're just so sycophantic. They're laughing at everything the casting director says. Um, And it's just to say they're not fooling anybody. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, do you really want to be put into this category of, like, another pretty or another handsome, just, like, polite person that I'm going to forget? You know what I mean? You don't have to be mean, but just, like, be genuine yourself you know you don't have to laugh at everything somebody says you know and I, I think, <laughs> you're right oh god oh yeah but just you know no, genuinely I, yeah. there, there's so much to be said for like genuinely listening and not buying into like oh i need to pay extra money to have a, a moving profile on actors access or you know to have an extra boost at one-on-one or whatever it's just like no man like Put yourself out there. Bust your ass. Go to shows by yourself. Put things up by yourself or just ask people to do things. Ask people to do things. They are so happy to be asked. Even if it's scary to do, just fucking do them. They will always say yes. And that's how you meet people. And if
1: they don't, so what? Yeah, that's that's my big thing, right? Is like people wondering, like you like you were saying earlier, but people like,
0: how often should I email my agent? It's like, what are they gonna do? Be like, stop fucking emailing me? Yeah, no, a thousand percent. <laughs> you know when they're gonna email you, or when you know you're not gonna need to worry about it, when you're doing your own shit. Yeah, when you when you are somebody who is actually you know producing and exciting about your life, your life is not tomorrow. You don't have to act tomorrow. You can do it fucking today. You know what I mean? Do readings at houses with friends. Yeah. You know, go to interactive theater and be like, and go to terrible theater. You know what I mean? And go to bad comedy and do stuff because it's just like, that is so helpful to see people, just like fat people at the gym. You know, you can stand there and you can be like, oh my God, look at this fucking whale. You know what I mean? Or you can be like, that person chose to be here you know what I mean? They, it is so much easier to sit in your armchair and be like, that sucked or whatever. That person is out there putting themselves out there and they're sucking, but they're not going to suck in a couple weeks when they keep doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're still going to be on your fucking high horse over here being like, everything else sucks. And uh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's nobody else's fault. It's, on you to put yourself out there and, you know, be a fat ass at the gym and be unfunny on stage and do bad shit in front of people. You know what I mean? Be bad. Everyone is bad until they're not. Isabel, are you taking notes? Yeah. Alright, pop quiz time. <laughs> oh, That's it.
1: That's the episode. Cannon. Woo. Pack, pack it up.